Right, welcome back. This is the uh, fourth episode of the podcast. Um, Alex is not going to be with us this evening. Um, it nearly ended up being one of us flying solo, but it's myself and Ryan. What would you like to say, Ryan? Would you like to say hello to everyone out there? Yeah, hello there. I feel privileged to be one of the, the two. I'm 50% of this podcast. Yeah, 50%. Maybe we should do this long term. Maybe we shouldn't tell Alex. It should just be, <laughs> just be a duo. So yeah, um, we were talking previously about the iPhone 11. Um, obviously, we've all had a lot of experience with it. This time around, it's going to be the Pixel 4 and the 4 family. Um, myself and Ryan have used the Pixel 4 quite extensively. Me personally, the 4XL. And I know Ryan's had a bit more experience with the smaller Pixel 4. Top of the podcast will say, do we think the Pixel 4 has had a bad rep, unsubstantiated bad rep, or is it justified? Is it completely justified? Have we been too harsh or has it been not harsh enough? I'd like to know your thoughts, Ryan, because I know that you've used the one that I would avoid wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because there it used to be the case that the Pixel was like the de facto, the what the the, the, the Android phone you, you would buy if you wanted the best software, the best camera, all sorts, that kind of thing. And these days, it's just not like that. If you want the best software, you buy OnePlus. That complicates things, and obviously for different brands, for different purposes. If you want the best camera, you go Huawei. If you want the best software, whatever. So the Pixel is no longer the de facto, which makes it difficult because then it has to become really good at one thing. And the Pixel being really good at, you know, being a camera is great and all, but we'll dig deeper into that further along. That's becoming even more difficult with more technology coming to other manufacturers. I don't, I think it probably had warranted hate purely because it wasn't able to really fulfill itself like being best at anything it was priced unbelievably close in a lot of regions different in other regions very similar in a lot of regions to the iphone 11 which has been renowned to be one of the best all-rounder smartphones you can buy yeah it makes it really difficult to recommend the pixel 4 and i'm not sure if it's necessarily that the pixel 4 was really bad or just that everything else was so good that you the bar was set too high for Google to, to really go that extra mile with the Pixel yeah. 4. I, I think so. With, with those reasons in place, I would say that the, the hate was really quite warranted. I th- You think it was warranted? Yeah, or at least on the, the, the smaller Pixel, yeah. Well, I see, now I, I kind of agree with the, the, the hatred to... And I mean, hate is a strong word, isn't it? I think I can understand why supposed tech fans, in air quotes dislike the pixel 4 because it doesn't seem to achieve what it probably google have set out to achieve but at the end of the day i feel like the pixel's strength has always been in the experience and the way that it makes you feel as in you don't until you use a pixel you kind of have a a different perception of what a pixel will be like so on paper specifications mean nothing um, it's like I've had this kind of epiphany with the iPhone. I didn't really like the iPhone for a prolonged period from like, I don't know, 2012 through to about uh, last year. That, that was the first time I'd used an iPhone in a long time, the iPhone XS Max. And the Pixel reminds me very much of that because once you use it, it's just it's just a way that it, it runs. It, everything just feels very ios iOSy, but um, I think that a lot of people have criticised the Pixel 4 because of the pricing, which I 
that's completely warranted. The battery sizes, again, wouldn't be that much of an issue if Google knew how to manage um, battery optimization. And they're trying they do. to they're trying to do that though, aren't they, with the software with the software? And I think that, yeah. that that's the big that, that to me is the biggest issue is that they're coming from a p- point of software when people care more about hardware, or it seems that mm. way anyway. Mm. And so yeah, yeah I, I think it's I, a little bit unwarranted. I, I get where, you, where you're coming from with with regards to the battery. I think I'm not sure. I'm, I I've been doing a bit of research on this because I've got a video coming out on Android Authority about it, but. We did some tests and the Pixel 3a XL has the same battery size as the Pixel 4 XL. However, obviously, they've got different chipsets, different screens, all that kind of thing. We ran identical tests on both units and the Pixel 3a absolutely demolished the 4... Oh, the 3a XL demolished the 4a, uh, 4 XL when it came to battery longevity. Like, it wasn't even within a margin of error. It was so amazing in fact that 3a xl demolished the rest of the phones that we tested including the likes of the rog phone 2 with a 6000 mAh battery zen phone 6 with a 5000 mAh battery so google does know what it's doing when it comes to battery optimizations in software but for some reason they just didn't do it with the 4xl yeah i mean a 3700 mAh battery is not small by any stretch of the imagination i don't think but in terms of 2020, what's late 2019 when it was released, it felt particularly small because the rest of the competition were kind of breaking that 4,000 milliamp hour battery. Maybe I was harsh as well, but when I used the Pixel 4 XL, which has been my, my daily device for quite a while, on and off, I just, I'm never fully confident that it's going to make it throughout the day. And I, hate, I just hate that we're banging on about the battery. But everything else to me is... Absolutely fine. It's just nothing. Nothing like you say. It's the. It's a jack of all trades, master of none. But it's a. It's someone who's highly skilled in every single one of those areas. So it feels good enough that I could use it quite comfortably. I just really worry about will it last me through the day? And I'm not. I'm not the kind of person who sits for ten hours a day using my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So I find yeah. that. Re- I find that aspect of it really, really difficult. And I know that you're my use case and your use case are quite similar in a lot of ways, um, the way that we use phones and the way that we review phones. But I've always found that coming back to the Pixel, much like it is with the iPhone, there's a sense of comfort there that I don't necessarily get from any other brand. Even OnePlus, there's always feels like I can't really put, I, I literally cannot put my finger on it, what it is. There's just something that feels like it's missing and the Pixel doesn't have that, even though it has things missing. So I don't. I, I, it's not marketing because Google hasn't marketed the phones as well as they probably should have. But I just, yeah, there's so many little niggling little things that you think, oh, it's going to annoy me so much. And much like the iPhone, which I think this is what they've nailed better than anyone who's tried to take on the iPhone is you're willing to forgive it and willing to put up with it, or at least that's how I feel. I think they're trying to drill next door, and it's really pissing me <laughs> off. What I was going to say is I agree with pretty much all those points. Like I, I agree the Pixel Four on its own, like in a in a in a bubble, or even compared to other phones, it's not that bad. Where it really gets difficult is where you look at the price. Uh, it's different, I think, in the US and in maybe other regions as well. But over here, it's pretty close to the iPhone Eleven. It's pretty close to the One Plus Seven 
7T Pro, it was or it was definitely obviously higher than the OnePlus 7T, which by the way was the phone to buy last year and probably still is this year. Uh, you just when you look at the price and you look what you're getting for your money, it's it's just not there. And if they maybe released at 150 pounds less, then maybe it yeah, been... do you think it's more forgivable at 150 pounds? Like we we look at it like, okay, how am I going to compare this to an iPhone or, or a OnePlus? But for the people who are actually out there looking to buy a smartphone, that's a lot of money to spend on a smartphone, even on a contract where it's kind mm. of more dissipated. And when you compare it to something that's got maybe a bigger screen, higher refresh rate screen, it's got more cameras, better battery life, better performance, even better software, in my opinion, with OnePlus's stuff, there's just, it's almost unforgivable. If it was priced less, obviously that would put it in a completely different ballpark. Then you'd be comparing it to the OnePlus 7T or maybe a little bit more expensive than the OnePlus 7T. And in that case, I think it becomes a better deal because then you're trading off say performance on the OnePlus 7T for cameras on the Pixel or you're trading off you know the the screen on the OnePlus 7T which wasn't calibrated amazingly to the Pixel yeah no 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 it's difficult because I think we and obviously the people listen as well they might not realize this but we we are genuinely in a bubble of tech bubble like you ask I, I'm sure if I ask my parents um, who have no prior knowledge of hardly anything related to technology. They just use a phone. It is a phone. Can I get this app? Like, using the Pixel probably makes no difference to them. Like, using yeah. any device that I could probably give them, they wouldn't care as long as you can do... You can text, you can use WhatsApp, you can do video calling. Like, those... The fundamentals of a smartphone... I think it's almost impossible to buy a bad smartphone, but we we look at it competing on price per like feature. If that makes sense. Like there is so yeah. many phones out there that have a better feature set, and I think that's kind of where we can complain a little bit about the iPhone a lot of the time. Is that oh, it's only got an eight hundred and twenty eight p display on the iPhone eleven. That's not good enough when you can get X for you know you can get Quad XD display yeah. for under five hundred quid like. And I think the Pixel to me has been the the prime example of um, it's the the idea that you you're not just paying for what's on uh, under the hood if that makes sense. Like to me the the um, the nuances like the fact that it's got matte side bezels and a flat this completely flat display is that's awesome there's no there's no display cutouts it's got yeah it's got a large forehead but there is some tech in there that makes sense um but yeah these it's all these little little nuanced things that come together and things that you maybe disappear from a different phone like i'll use um the now playing feature so it it'll pick up a song in the background like when i when we were allowed to leave the house i'd go to a cafe or a song would be playing i'm like oh, what's that song and it, it i'd instantly know because the phone's already picking it up like Things yeah. like that, or the lift to wake is, is the best lift to wake on any device I've ever used. Um, it just that would likely be because of Solly. Well, yeah, I mean, little things <coughs> like so Solly does on the face of it, and in most cases is a gimmick. But I would like to see the feature kind of get developed further. And if if Google took it out of the Pixel Five, which we know is going to be a mid ranger in terms of the on paper specifications, it would be really sad to lose something that. potentially has promise like if they can add more gestures to motion sense 
it would compete with the Mate 30 Pro's really cool way of grabbing a screenshot or um, yeah, record, doing a screen recording by using the grab motion or using the swipe your hand to scroll up and down pages when you've got wet hands. It's, although the phone is IP rated, it's, it's these little things I think that that Google seem to pick up on and and will over time add them and obviously they still have control of Android, don't they? So th- th- you need I feel like you need to have the big player in the game. So I don't know. I, I, my I kind of have a soft, real big soft spot for the Pixel 4 XL. Um, whereas I, if I'm being honest, I didn't on any of the previous Pixels. I'd only ever used the Pixel 3, 3 XL. And um, while it was nice, it, it never really endeared itself to me that much. Uh, the experience was nice, but the hardware was, it was okay. Um, I mean, yeah, there's... The, there's no, there's no perfect phone, but the the, the Pixel Four is one hundred percent not the perfect phone. But w- would I pick it over every other Android phone on the market? If I'm being honest, I probably would. I probably would. Uh yeah. Apologies if you can hear banging now. My neighbours have gone from drilling to banging, so you know it's pretty cool. They got a little diverse little feature set right there. Um, with the with the Pixel, I suppose with regards to the phone that I would. Even like money was no object, I'd have on the Android side. It'd probably be the OnePlus Eight Pro. I don't know. I just I feel like that's just the go-to Android phone for me. And the Pixel, it's tricky because the Pixel One and the Pixel Two XL were really good phones, and they were phones that I could. I almost just re. I kind of looked up when I first got. Well, when I when they first came out, I was like, yeah, I want that phone. Pixel 3 really didn't interest me. Pixel 4 was like meh. It was it was more interesting than the 3, but still it just didn't it just lacked what I wanted in a phone, I think. And it lacks I think a lot of what people want. They want especially if phones get more expensive, they want value. And the Pixel 4 is not a good value for money. Like it's just not. There's there's not enough there to warrant the price. And, and sure, it might be good in other areas. If you want the definitive best point-and-shoot camera that is limited to one focal length, or maybe two, I suppose, but I mean, it's, the zoom is only a, a two times, then, yeah, you get the Pixel. But if you want a lot of phone for your money, and let's face it, phones are becoming excruciatingly expensive, then you don't buy the Pixel. You then maybe go for a OnePlus or even a Samsung these days, or... Uh, or a previous Huawei phone prior to this whole issue, but like, I think maybe the people I know who are look who were looking for a new smartphone, I don't know a single one. I don't know a single Pixel user right now. Like, uh, it's kind of awkward because before when the Pixel One came out, I knew lots of people who bought the Pixel One just off the hype of it. Mm-hmm. it I don't know if you remember it, but it was just amazing I, the amount of the hype. Weird, behind the that weird phone. thing is, I remember the hype around the Pixel, and. The thing is, I think I was kind of, I stuck with the Nexus 6P because I'd only had it for like a year before that. So yeah, it was kind. I was kind of in a position whereby the differences were not, didn't feel quite as stark as they probably did when the f- device actually came out. But I feel like a little bit like you said, where would I recommend it to people? No, that's a problem. I wouldn't recommend. I, I would rather recommend the Pixel 3a to people. Yeah, hundred percent. And um. I think the reason why I think we are now talking about the Pixel 4 in terms of being lackluster or lacking certain things that we maybe expect for the price is probably because the Pixel 3a came and just changed the perception of 
this is a premium this is a genuine premium experience or in air quotes premium experience in a phone that costs under 500 pounds and the camera is like step for step as good as the best that what what is perceived as the best smartphone camera on the market with just one lens like i know that you were kind of like me where the pixel 3 xl pixel sorry pixel 3a xl just completely changed the way i thought about certain devices last year it was like i can still recommend it now 12 months later i mean obviously the pixel 4a getting delayed by a couple of months is a good thing because if you were looking to buy one buy a phone now the pixel 3a has already had its discounts in preparation for the 4a coming out so you can you're getting it so much phone for your money the do but do you like me are you kind of have changed your opinion that people really care about software updates like janine from brighton does she really care about whether a phone gets a security patch when she's only using snapchat and whatsapp like to me it's not i don't think it's a selling point and we this i agree i i'm with you on that the the issue i have and I, i'm not sure the only way you could the only thing you can put this down to is software and that is that you take the OnePlus 5 or 5T and you compare it to like that same generation frame from LG. Samsung's got pretty good at it, but let's mm. say LG or Xiaomi. Mm-hmm. And those phones are going to be borderline unusable. The OnePlus is going to work really well. Why? It's got exactly the same chipset, exactly the same amount of RAM, but it's got that new software. Yeah. And sure, they might not care about the software itself, but they'll care that they can still use their phone still and it's still phone, be smooth yeah, and not years. laggy and the battery yeah. life is still good. So I think it's kind of more of a as a byproduct of it but i think battery uh excuse me software updates are really really important in the long term i think that's what oneplus does really well samsung has been you know for for a company that was known previously for poor software they've been, been good amazing yeah, they've been really amazing game, galaxy they? s9 plus has got android 10 which is fantastic and it makes that phone feel almost brand new uh, the camera is better and everything like that so yeah i feel like the software updates it's something the pixel has right you can get you can get on a Snapdragon 821 equipped Pixel 1, you can still get Android 10, which is awesome. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's funny how, I mean, it's not funny because it is the core selling point of it, but we're talking about the Pixel, talking about software, because there are some aspects of other phones that we laud, like Samsung putting in loads and loads of extra features, and then when the features get enveloped into Android, like they're only just we're only really just getting a screen recorder, a native screen recorder now in Android 10, in the most recent Pixel feature drop. Like the the uptake is slow, but I think the implementation is always really top notch. Like Google is good at software, and they've proved that they're good at software. But I just feel like the Pixel 4 feels because like, it isn't it. I mean, realistically, the Pixel 4 isn't the fourth smartphone from Google, is it? They've had the Galaxy uh, the Galaxy Nexus and the Nexus original Nexus phones, Nexus 1, all the way through to this point. Like, they've had some massive missteps. So if you compare this to, say, the Nexus 6P, which I had, which was fantastic, but had so many problems, and obviously I know that the Huawei were responsible for the manufacturing of that, it feels like the Pixel 4, if you were to say that they were from the same company, I would say you're a liar. Because I feel, it feels like, compared to their previous efforts, it's light years ahead. But compared to the competition, 
it feels a couple of steps behind. I don't think it's light years behind any of the other smartphones at its price point, but like you say, I feel like it's just missing out on a few things for its price point. Yeah, I I love the Nexus line, but that was also never a massive seller. I imagine the Pixel Four sold like rubbish. I yeah, I think I, I mean, think not two, rubbish, two, yeah, not rubbish million, compared to uh, two million niche devices, phones, but which is bad, isn't yeah. it? Two million devices is quite bad since release. Yeah, yeah. When you consider that, like uh, the iPhone six and six S, I uh, sorry, the six and six plus, and I know they're different kinds of phones, but yeah. they sold almost a quarter of a billion, and you're only selling two million. That's yeah. not great. Yeah. That, that's yeah that's pretty awful um i i want to move on to the camera because it's it's an area that like obviously there's no ultra wide blah 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 but you could kind of get away with that if it had like crazy optical zoom or it had another crazy feature that was just like amazing and and uh you know really useful like it's got a good portrait mode but there are arguably phones that have good portrait mode as well maybe not quite as good but getting there it's got good HDR. Lots of phones have good HDR these days. Mm-hmm. The colors are good. I, I mean, that's a very, very subjective thing. You, you, Each individual is going to have a different preference for the color contrast kind of combination. But, you know, that's on there as well. It doesn't have the versatility that even like cheap £120 phones have, which, and this is something that I pointed out on my notes here, like every phone has some kind of, well, pretty much every phone has some kind of ultra wide and telephoto whether that be two times i know the pixel has two times but it could be three times like the oneplus 7t pro i believe has a three times yes it does. or it well, could it's digital be... it's 2.3 and then a digital 3x yeah yeah so it's like a hybrid mm-hmm. or they could have a you know and they should have an ultra wide they just should have an ultra wide even if you don't use it or like like you as in one doesn't use it the fact that like pretty much every other phone has one just makes you look stupid like it just straight it just makes the phone look like less of a like you're getting less phone for your money kind of thing like when when that 120 pound redmi note 8 came with one and it wasn't it wasn't awful uh then that you know it kind of shows you up a bit and it's not like google could have couldn't afford to put it in and keep the price the same either because if you look on paper the the build cost of that phone is really all like not all that high the probably the most expensive part is the uh, project solly because there's no 5g in it and 5g is the main factor of smartphones becoming so expensive recently the modems are just unbelievably expensive to implement maybe not on a per device level but as an overall kind of r&d and then implementation mm-hmm. they're just very expensive things mm. i think I get what you're saying about the um, ultra-wide. I mean, I'm an advocate for a telephoto over an ultra-wide anyway, but it is disappointing it's only a 2X. But the software mm. Super Res Zoom is as good as uh, 5X optical I've seen on most phones. Like, th- the biggest thing is the fact that Google's doing what they're doing with a 12-megapixel sensor. Um, and, I mean... To me, to me, my interpretation of it is, and this is not, this is no, in no way of a, def- a defense of just having two lenses, is that it feels like Google were trying to do everything they could with just the solo lens, and then basically everyone else has nosed forward to the point where they've got every single lens option, ultra wide yeah, telephoto, yeah. main lens, main wide lens, all in one package, and Google yeah. were like, well. 
we wanted to refine our software before we could even think about putting these extra lenses in. And if there's anyone that can do it, I think their software is exceptional. The post-processing is light years ahead of anyone else. Whereas everyone else is having to do it with hardware and R&D, Google is just doing it with software and um, computational photography, which is exponentially cheaper. So yeah, again, I'm not defending the fact that they don't have the ultrawide in there, but I would imagine that if the Pixel 5 comes out with an ultrawide, it will be as good as, if not better, than any other ultrawide on the market. And I know that you, I know that some of this is, of course, subjective, but when I, take a pic, when I take a photo with a Pixel and I take a photo with another phone, there's only poss- po- possibly the Mate 30 Pro, which I think stands up to it, but it has very different characteristics. Um, yeah. It has that real steep... To me, it has, especially at nighttime, it has a real steely look, whereas I think the Pixel seems to be like... It's a nice combination of uh natural and then some extra post-processing in like the shadows um and i think yeah it's it's, it's one of those things that the the, the pixels renowned for and the, the camera is is the core talking point it is the core selling point for someone who maybe doesn't know what the pixel even is um and some of the photos that you'll see taken with it are just yeah, it's unbelievable. There's no the, the thing the the thing that really strikes me as odd is that there's a pro there's no pro mode in the Google Camera app, or at least I don't believe there is. Um, someone will probably no, correct me right. if I'm wrong. There isn't one. There's no pro mode, and um, I've read articles of people in uh, there's a fantastic one on the Next Web. I can't remember who wrote it originally, where one of their actual product photographers was lambasted the Pixel before it came out has ended up using one on his daily smartphone um and said he couldn't take he couldn't take as good of photos in as super quick time as a pixel just point and shoot bang yeah. and the dual exposure mode is i feel like this is the one thing that i will bang on about if i was going to bang on about it the dual exposure mode in the pixel is like a, it's an actual game changer no other smartphones doing it and the way you can just bump the highlights lower the shadows is just it's unbelievable. It's it is literally seeing is believing kind of thing. It's doing most of this with software and the pixel neural core. Like it's just it's phenomenal. Imagine imagine if you could and I kind of understand why people put G cam now on the phones. Like G cam's one of them things that I think it's become a meme in in and of itself. And I know that I don't know if you feel the same, but G cam should never be the solution to shout poor, out to my man Dave West. Yeah. <laughs> Gcam should never be a solution to poor hardware optimization f- from a camera perspective. Like some some kid in in his basement developing in Wales, ha- yeah, Dave ha- West. Some Dave, <laughs> Dave West hacking an XML file for <laughs> the OnePlus M Pro is not something that should be done to make up for the fact that the camera, even just out of factory, is not up to standards. Because every nearly every smartphone out there has one of probably about four camera sensors now and yeah what google does with software is just there's no one who gets close and i know that again i'm going to use a subjective line again because it's a cop-out before you start having a go at me um the the photos i've taken with the pixel in the first two weeks of having the phone from review are some of the best photos i've ever taken of anything ever like they're unbelievable um i mean i had good subject matter but yeah there's I know that when I go out with the phone, I get I literally get excited to take photos. There is no other phone that gets me just 
gives me the confidence that I know I'm going to take this photo. I'm going to sorry, take this phone out and take the best possible photo I can possibly take on a smartphone. And I don't even have to worry about. I don't just don't worry about it. Even moving subjects, nobody. For some, why can't anyone capture moving subjects like Google can? It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And then all the extra little features on top. Top shot, um, night sight, which. Yeah, it's not the best night mode. Huawei absolutely wipes the floor with it, but it's a di- really different look. Like, we were talking about that last week, weren't we, with the iPhone. It's, yeah, it's, it, you, yeah. you, it's good. It's really good that we, we have this competition in the camera space, but I can hang my hat on the Pixel 4 XL, and, yeah, I'm looking at it now, and I'm thinking, oh, I'd, l- I'd love lockdown to end so I can go take some photos. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure Google's going to use that whole rant. That's that I'm th- pretty sure that was about a nine minute rant <laughs> on uh, on that on their new on their next Pixel thing. And I've got I've got a few points to raise. One, and this is not me being a Huawei fanboy because I cannot confirm this. This is literally just like a question. Mm-hmm. I I don't know where you're getting the fact that the the five times zoom on the pixel is as good as the five times on the p30 pro which is optical i i honestly like i'll have to run some tests or do something like that to find out but i would i i'm pretty sure that's not correct like well, it might it, be it close depends, but depends it's how you look not at it. depends how you look at it though because the 5x on the p30 pro i believe is f3.5 yeah and so as soon as you using the software and let's not say okay bar the because this is going to cause some sort of rift here. We're going to end up having a fight on the podcast, and I'm going to Probably. be. I'm going to do Dominic Cummins and drive down to Cornwall, and we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be scrapping. Um, Probably. But yeah, uh, the P30 Pro, or the Mate 30. I wouldn't say the Mate 30 Pro, but the P30 Pro and the P40 Pro are in a different league in terms of smartphone photography. Let's just put. Let's just say that they are the two. Okay, are we like leaving those out as exceptions? Yeah, because I think that's kind of unfair. Because literally, because of how good they are above everybody yeah. else. Like when the P thirty Pro came out, it was like we were we were Stone Age man with smartphone cameras, and then Huawei yeah. were like, "Oh yeah, you can zoom in fifty times and have actual usable photos, and you can take yeah. photos in pitch black, and it's like daylight." What? Like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. insane. Like, but. Okay, are we call them like the superhumans or the super. You can't. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's, a card you can't use. It's kind of not fair to to it's say cheating. the cameras, but I do. They have a very unique look because of the RYYB yeah. sensor. So yeah, yeah. The, but uh, you can by all means do the test. But I'm pretty sure that the five times optical on the P30 is f three point five, whereas yeah. you can have a constant f one point eight on the Pixel Four XL. And True, but it's a digital crop. But the, yeah, it's digital crop, but it's enhanced. It's enhanced with zoom the in and enhanced, man. It's enhanced, okay. man. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll leave that there because I feel like we could get into an issue. The second thing I bring up is uh, I'm absolutely with you that it is unbelievable the Pixel is ranked so highly given the fact that the hardware is, let's be honest, quite shit. And it is the software and the Pixel Neural Core that are doing all the work and the processor, of course, to do all the processing. Mm. But the problem I have with that, with like Google saying, oh yeah, we can do this all on one lens, two lens. How the fuck is that useful? Like, I get that it's impressive, but like that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help the end user. Oh, look, I can do this all on one sensor. Okay. Like, am I meant to be impressed by that? Like, just put put another sensor in and don't work as hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could, I guess the bit with 
the party trick with the the super zoom it's pretty cool obviously we've moved on to two sensors on the back now for that to yeah. uh, get a better get a better uh, image quality but like i really don't get that kind of well pixel can do it with with one or two sensors like okay like that that's impressive in its own right but it's i don't think google should i maybe this is not why maybe this is why uh, they haven't implemented another sensor like an ultra wide with an ultra wide lens or whatever mm. but like if they're just doing it to look cool they're not doing an amazing job at it they should just like put Go in an out. extra sensor or put in an extra lens because it's kind of like uh they're like you said the pixel was before very far ahead now everyone's caught up by adding in extra sensors and extra lenses and they're still at the back of the class going, yeah, look at me. And th- these other guys are just fully overtaking them. Like Huawei went from being okay in the camera department to the top of the absolute fucking charts, absolutely no denial of that, in what, two years? Well, and the yeah, Pixel, just one phone. Just what, one phone. Yeah. But yeah, with the Pixel, it's gone from being the best camera, like with the Pixel 1, best camera, absolutely no joke. It was incredible. To the Pixel 4 being like, yeah, we're still arguably one of the best but then we've got the others like catching up i think google really needs to with its next phone pull out all the stops um and this was uh, this segues really nicely into the point that i was going to make before which is that with the pixel 3a they set the bar way too high like you were saying it showed that you could get a good phone for under 500 but even disregarding the price the pixel 3a xl is such a good phone yeah that the pixel 4 had to be like unreal to even top it and it didn't in my opinion the 3a and the 3a xl were the best pixels of that year if you if you don't if you want to buy a pixel you buy the the 3a or the 3a xl which i think is exponentially better than the small 3a but you know people have different form factors that they want and stuff like that so either way the the standard 3a is not a bad phone but yeah with the 3a it was it was too high a bar to set and i'm not sure if they're even going to beat that with the 4a this year I don't think they will match the hype that the 3A had. Google seems to have a really like be really good at setting unbelievable benchmarks for itself that it can't hit the next year. What do you think about that? Oof, I think it's a really good comment. To be fair, I think the being not being cynical for a moment. I feel like that Google want like I said to be, I said several times. Google wants to do things with software, and they I think with the cam the cam just. Dipping back into the camera real quick, the camera thing is I don't being being um being naive as it were, I think that they want to give people features added on. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. they'll just give you the hardware and then we're like, okay, we'll add these features, we'll add this feature, we'll add that feature, because like that's just the way they've done things with every other service they've ever ever had, ever owned, ever existed, and I think they're, they're struggling to to understand that people do care about hardware. A li- quite a bit so yeah the the pixel 3a felt like compromises in all the right areas whereas the pixel 4 and 4xl feel like compromises in the wrong areas so maybe the pixel 5 they'll make the right the right choices because clearly they're understanding that people don't care too much the general public anyway about the system on a chip like you don't i don't to be fair sometimes i don't care about the chips i don't because, care because at this point it's hard to get a phone that can't do everything that you want on it. Like Mm. um, you could go down the OnePlus route and make sure that you have bleeding edge display, bleeding edge 
uh, RAM allowances, um, the best chipset, making sure you've got 5G, and what you've ended up with is a phone that can do that. That's probably the best gaming phone, the best specifications probably of any phone, um, one of the best experiences. Um, and Google might even think to themselves, well, why would we try and compete with with OnePlus? They've got like the they've got BBK behind them who make X million phones a year. Like, what's the point? We may as well just do what we do well, which is um, making a phone that people use, really love, and don't want to give up. Because there are t- from what I've read recently in a report is there's like they've got like a ninety five percent customer retention rate. Like, that's like Apple level. Yeah, that's pretty damn high. Once you're in, I suppose it's also with the ecosystem. You think about how many people are in the Google ecosystem. Once you bought a Pixel and maybe you buy a Pixel Bud, you probably got a Google Home Mini. Maybe you've even got a full size Google Home. Then at that point, you probably got a Chromecast. You might have a Chromebook, although that is more unlikely than the rest of the series. Mm. Why would you go to a OnePlus where that's not going to be a seamless? Or why would you go to but Samsung? I mean, I don't think it's quite it's as bad, there. is it? Because of the way Android no, it's not works, like it's but... not like going from um, Apple the. Apple ecosystem, but it's not going to be. It's not going to have that crisp, clean, polished interface and uh, almost like the cohesiveness between everything. It's not going to have that, and that's where the Google Pixel really shines, and the Google ecosystem really shines. But um, yeah, with that, I think we should probably try and end this one because I can imagine we could go on forever. Yeah, Uh, we've talked through pretty much all of our points at this point. Is there anything else you want to add? The, the only two things I really think that bug me the most about the Pixel 4 is the lack of accessories um, that are affordable or really poor quality. Um, moment lenses, they were one thing that I was really looking forward to that would give me the ultra-wide, even though I don't use it that much. Uh, turns out that they've Moment have just completely removed support for Android full stop. So if you've bought Moment gear, it's essentially ending with the Pixel 4, and that's about it. And then the only other thing is, as good as the display is in general form and flatness and how responsive it is at 90 hertz, it's just not bright enough. That's the two, they're the two things that extra to the battery. Um, other than that, I, I really, really like the phone and I'm, kind of, I'm glad that I have, I've, I've been using it for the past seven or eight months. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I certainly can't agree with that because I haven't used the Pixel 4 as my main phone. But I can say that the uh, the Pixel, if you're going to buy one of them, pick the XL. Don't bother getting the 4. And if you're going to buy a Pixel in general, wait for the 4A because it's almost 100% going to be a better phone. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll probably end this one here. It's a shame we don't have Alex on because he is quite a Pixel. He's been quite a Pixel user over the years. It's just this phone he didn't have. So he didn't think it would be right to... To join the conversation also he had something better to do probably flying a drone into, drone into a tree or something like that so <laughs> anyway he's editing this so he could cut all that stuff out and we wouldn't know well we would when we listened to it but he wouldn't tell us about it no, he's a liar. so uh yeah uh i'll say goodbye here thanks for listening please do give us ratings on apple podcasts and whatever if you can if not don't worry about it just you listening really uh helps us out and uh, i'll let damien sign off yeah thanks guys um We'll hopefully be back next week again with another episode. If you want to hear anything specific, be sure to reach out on Twitter. Um, You know our handles. Most of you out there know our handles. If not, we'll leave them in the link in the show notes as well, if humanly possible. But until next one, I'll uh, speak to you later.